Chris, what are we going to do? We're going to get high. High on what? Huh? High on what? We're... Life. Nice. Yes, in an airplane. We're flying? Yeah. Where to? Well, I figure we're going to go to your uh, birthplace. My birthplace? It's named after you. Is there a place called Jasper? There is, yeah. It's in the mountains. How we right. go there? We're going to go there in this airplane right here. Um. Well, let's do this. Let's go. Yeah, we better get better get going pretty quick because it's almost out of gas. Oh. Now you're making me nervous. Ah, it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. It's got wings. It can fly. Luckily. And glide. Perfect. There we go. Here we go. So we're landed on where did we land? Jasper. Chris. I'm Jasper. Yes. So I once saw a movie. It's called called Paris in Paris. This is a different kind of movie. Oh. Uh -oh. So what what are we going to do here? Well, we're gonna we're gonna go have some lunch at the Jasper Park Lodge. So Jasper is actually one of the. Uh, top tourist destinations in Alberta, maybe even in Canada, and it's an absolute beautiful place, as you're going to see in the in the videos. Um, and we figured, well, actually, it was it was Kevin's idea, but Jasper has to go to Jasper when you're in Canada. So here we are. It looks really stunning out here. Mm -hmm. Nice scenery. What'd you think about the flight in? Well, the yeah. mountains, you saw the Rocky Mountains, some glaciers. That was perfect. Some uh, lakes and rivers, the color of your eyes. Hmm? Amazing, are, right? Are you hitting on me? Ah, a little bit. <laughs> Very progressive here. <laughs> well, I'm hungry, so let's let's do some lunch. Right on. Sounds good.
So we flew all the way over to Jasper in Alberta and uh, it's really really nice uh, little town beautiful scenery of course what's in the name so uh, and I brought me some uh, little gifts and actually it's uh, time to fly back because I'm going to speak at a, a the APP meeting it's called the El, uh, Alberta, Alberta Prosperity Project and I want me to talk about what's happening to Holland and the rest of the world Everything went really smoothly and we're up to the IPP meeting and Chris is already in his Gran Torino. Let's go! <laughs> Good evening everybody! This is almost a Chris and Carrie show minus uh, Chris because he's behind the camera. There he is. Welcome to APP, Alberta Prosperity Project, Pinocchio chapter. And we have an extra special gift today. So we brought in uh, Jasper Canal. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Schmidt. Schmidt. Jasper Schmidt. He lives on the canal in Amsterdam. That's why I got all confused. Almost. Almost. So, I'm not really even sure how to introduce you because we've been following you on uh, Chris's live. Uh, you know what? What would actually be a really good story is tell us how you met Chris. Because I know, I know the story. <laughs> It's it, 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 it is good evening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. Let's have, let's, uh, let's start with the story. Yeah, there was this Canadian guy coming to the Netherlands, and I didn't know who it was. Of course, like in Canada and Holland, we've got a really good, uh, great group of uh, freedom-fighting people. And I uh, uh, had a message, a WhatsApp message from a dairy farmer down, down north, uh, Yvonne. And she said, this Canadian guy is uh, coming to the Netherlands and uh, you're close to the airport and uh, well, let me pick him up then. <laughs> so it's 50 minutes from my house. I drove up to, uh, to the airport. I had this telephone number and I sent a message. This is me looking, hi, I'm Jasper, and he's in the picture of this is me. <laughs> and uh, I picked him up in my, with my car, and he was sitting next to me, and said, well, uh, Chris, where can I drop you off? And I was looking, and it was, it was silent. <laughs> I have nothing raised, like, and I'm really private, so, well, maybe you should stay a day with me then. And eventually he let, never left. <laughs> so he can cook. <laughs> so it was so much fun having him over, and uh, 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 we've got several kinds of connection. Uh, we're both freedom fighters. He's uh, with his restaurant, and he stood up for his restaurant. And uh, I'm I'm a freedom fighter, but I'm doing journalism. 
Uh, I, um, I worked my whole life in the restaurant uh, business. I, in 2021, I closed down my business because of the COVID measurements in, in Holland. So uh, that was a different, uh, the same, uh, the, the second connection, and uh, we've got the kind of same humor. So twisted, mix up. Holland is 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 a, what I'm saying a, a cooking center, experimental thing, and I, the best thing to explain is what um, you probably heard about IKEA, yeah, and the big store from Sweden, which is all over in the world. What IKEA is doing, and by the Dutch are some sort of critical and everything, but not always in politics. But they were, they're going to the, uh, when they have new products, they bring it in in Holland in, and just for testing. And um, um, they're putting it up in the store, and if the Dutch ain't buying it, they're not going to sell it. And if the Dutch buying something from some new thing from an IKEA store, then they're going to implement it all over the rest of the stores in the world. So, because we're that small and handy, and we uh, 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 we're basically one of the centers that there in, in the world, uh, uh, the World Economic Forum is based in Swiss, which is a couple of hours drive. So a lot of Dutch big, big tech, big business, big pharmacy are uh, supporting World Economic Forum, and uh, that. Your prime of like like uh, Trudeau, our prime minister Rutte is is the same. They're singing the same song. She, they're still. They're also going to the World Economic Forum, and they're saying we're just having a chat. But by that, lots of big companies are going in because of it, supplying them with money. They're they're supporting them, and uh, behind the scenes, there's a lot of big one here. We'll do another one. We'll do another fifty. Fifty. We got a fifty up front hat. 50, 50, let's go 60, and 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, so it's the democracy, and your democracy is not my democracy. It's, I, it's not the way I want it to have. So um, 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 the uh, like immigrants coming here and they want to work and they want to build up the country as well and they want to make an effort for them to have a better life and they're seeing what there is happening. And yeah, that's about the same thing as is uh, in the Netherlands. Only we supporting by so much. Like for example, what I, I told you, we're hiring the 10th biggest luxury cruise airliner, and then again on Friday, people, 200 local citizens are standing in line for the food bank, as we call it, to pick up food. So and and uh, farmers actually bring in potatoes to that food bank to support. But that's so it's so foreign for me to see that there's a line at the pickup truck and this Ukrainian or this. Um, uh, people from Syria in a having three times meal. But not only that, even our elderly in, in, uh, in, in, in the houses, they work their whole life, work for the pension, and they uh, stop. The last 10 years, uh, there are 60,000 people uh, in uh, elderly houses, is that the correct word? Were fired or 
sent away. So Granny has to wear a 48-hour diaper because she can't be taken to the toilet. So and and so it's so uh, the scale is so off. That's uh, that's yeah. I think we need to stay. watching. Anyone bid? You can continue bidding to the end of the live stream. Keeping in mind that the top five will get their uh, handkerchiefs, and uh, we'll we'll make sure you go. Thank for the people online. I know because uh, I I am uh, one of the moderators. Like like Kelly, who's this Canadian? Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. Uh, and I see a lot of people coming in with reactions, so thank you for that, and thank you for supporting the Wizzlestock event and the APP. And I see they're not only Canadians, so a lot of those people are watching, but as well as from France, as from Sweden, as from all over the world, because they want to inform themselves what's going on in Canada. And that's how. So thank you for supporting Is it actually working? Wow, I didn't think it would work. I guess I have good internet here in Edmonton. But good, good afternoon, everybody. It's Chris here from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. And we're not in Mira, Alberta. We are in Edmonton at the Edmonton Ledge Grounds. And uh, I'm here with my friend Jasper from Holland. Say hi, Jasper. Hi. Oh, I said say hi, Jasper. Hi, Jasper. There you go. Oh, perfect. And uh, yeah, we've been talking about uh, our governments and how they're kind of similar we're facing similar issues and problems in Holland and Canada, and we figured what better place to do a live and talk about some of the stuff than right at the place where our elected officials are supposed to be making laws on our behalf. Are the Democrats going to get elected? Yes, apparently. So I, I'm I'm new at this plan, but what's actually in here? Because I see an old old building behind me, and I there are a couple of government buildings here, right? Yeah, so behind us, that's the legislature. That's where our uh, politicians debate and sit and, and talk about laws. Um, so anything that's to do with legislation and laws that are made on our behalf, it's not there. Unless it's COVID and then it's Zoom. Uh, just over here, that's the, I believe that's the judicial building. That's where the court administration stuff happens. And then all around this area, there's other government buildings and offices that take care of uh, different things throughout the province. Okay. So, so we're in the middle of things that uh, people that we put, in we put in power are should be taken care of. Yes. And also, uh, it looks as though we now are involved in Ukrainian politics. This video over there. And some other strange flag, I believe that's for virtue signaling and weaponizing um, minority groups' rights, but we won't talk about that in this slide. So actually we're facing a Ukrainian flag, and I thought it was a European thing, but I guess Canada is paying as well, otherwise... We are, yep. It's not hanging over there. No, we are. We Early on, uh, we saw Ukrainian flags everywhere in Canada. And that's not to say that Canadians shouldn't be supporting the people in Ukraine, but... Mm -hmm. I, I have an issue with when people were saying, I stand with Ukraine, and they don't know what they're talking about. It's like there's this shiny new virtue that they can 
participate in, so they're going to do it. So what are they saying they stand with? Are they saying they stand with, with Zelensky and a, and a corrupt government? Are they saying they stand with, uh, you know, a, a government being willing to poke another country until they start a war? Like, I understand standing with the people in both countries that are affected by bad government policy, but to just, you know, pick a side like that without people having any clue what's going on, uh, it's virtue signaling at its finest. I, th I, uh, I think supporting people is uh, a good thing, but I personally, I don't believe in supporting war. I believe in supporting peace and freedom. Absolutely. So that's, I think that should be the aim of every, every country who's involved with, with this. Oh, but Jasper, the war was completely unprovoked. What? Yeah, it was completely unprovoked. No, it isn't. It's uh, actually be in 2014, we had a plane crash. And at that time, there was already some sort of war going on. So it's uh, global politics, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I personally, I people are, like a couple of months ago on both sides, Russia and in Russia and Ukraine, more than 50,000 people died. And that's where I having the problem with, because I don't think people should die for government issues. Yeah, and I don't care if they're Ukrainian or Russian. They, they shouldn't be paying the price for government's bad policy. Now, that's the thing. Like, the people in this building here, what I found out over the last few years is that many of them, they'll sign a bill, they'll sign something into law, and they haven't even read it. Yeah. They don't know what's in it. They don't know why they're signing. They just sign it because everybody else is signing it. And I'm like, that's that's not democracy. That's uh, it, it's something completely different. When in Holland, it's it's they're supporting a political party by standing in the back. But I guess they're all being democratically elected, mm -hmm. each person in parliament, and they should have their own opinion within that. And that's more democratically than stand behind a political your political party. So, but. Yes, this is politics nowadays, and in the, in the, they call it democracy, but you have to grind it up as an indirect democracy. So that means you have to only you're only choosing once every in Holland is every four years here and, as well. So uh, and there's no saying in it because you're choosing that democratically elected party, and so within the four years coming. You don't know where you're elected for because you can't see in the future. But there's no referendum in it for at least for the for the Dutch. So that's the indirect democracy. And I think that needs to be changed. Kind of like Switzerland. Switzerland has referendums for everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. can we have this color of door on our houses? Well, we're going to put it to a referendum. It's, it's direct democracy and it works pretty good. Although Switzerland is one of the most overregulated countries in the world now. So what I was saying about the MLAs not knowing what they're signing, I, I want to point out there's a difference between them knowing what's in the laws that they're signing for and, and, and disagreeing but signing anyway to support the party's goal. Mm -hmm. That's completely different than what I hear from them saying, I don't know what's in there. I never read it. That's so... Have, have they said Oh, uh, yeah. More than, one, there's more than one MLA that I've approached about certain bills over the last three years and they said, well, I don't know. I, I, didn't, even, I didn't read the bill. Uh, what, what are they paid for then? Just signing off stupid things? Eating cake, drinking champagne, and go back home? You know, it, it's not an easy job because you can't please everybody. Of course. And I think that the people have been 
kind of disillusioned and they've gotten weary of democracy because they don't feel like it's working. Yeah. And I think maybe there's a little bit of that in the legislature as well, where the politicians maybe, and I, and I know this to be true, they think, you know, I, I don't agree with this, but what can I do? Right. Even our elected officials have that democracy fatigue. And uh, the one thing, well, I mean, there's many things, but one of the things that happened during the, the pandemic years mm -hmm. is that that started to change because there were some people that realized it could actually make a difference. Like uh, my friend, uh, Todd Lowen, he works in there. He's the ministry of ministry of uh, minister of forestry right now. Okay. And he actually stood up and he disagreed with what the government was doing as a whole. As a matter of fact, he called for the premier of the time, Jason Kenney to resign over the way he was handling the pandemic. And he paid a price for it, but the people supported him. They reelected him. He's got a ministerial position and uh, you know, he's, he's back in, back in government. But there's very few politicians that will do that because they want their job and their money. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking for balls in politics, and I don't care where they're hanging, but you need to show them because it's, it's, I know it's a tough job, but when you're speaking out instead of holding back, that's, that's the way how I think you should stand in it. But when I, it, it feels a bit like when the government officials don't read in the documents, it feels like they're giving up on democracy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you feel the same way? I, I do. And and I, I even feel like if they're if they're not bothering to read it, mm -hmm. it means they're very likely not bothering to talk to their we, we call them constituency associations in the province. So in my area, the Lacombe Panoka area, we have a constituency association and it has a board of board of directors. Yeah. And they uh, are responsible for outreach to that area. And they bring the concerns to the MLA. Yeah. So the CA brings the concerns to the MLA. So if there's a bill that that MLA signs and doesn't know what's in it, he obviously or she hasn't talked to the constituents about it. Yeah. And it should be the constituents that are telling the MLAs what they want to see as law. That's the way it's supposed to work. It hasn't worked out that way, you know, for many reasons, like the democracy fatigue, maybe, or uh, we have to work 60 hours a week to prepare bills. We don't have time to go to CA meetings anymore. But uh, those those things are slowly changing, and it's happening in both our countries. Mm -hmm. Like we we have a very similar form of government. You were telling me about uh, how it works, how people go to jail and then they they get bail or they don't get bail or whatever. Uh, we were talking about the four guys that are still in jail in Coots after over or from Coots over 500 days they've been in jail, denied bail, serving a punishment for a crime they haven't been convicted of. On the 1st of July, you had a uh, uh, celebration of Canada Day. Yeah. And one of the mothers who, from one of the guys who've been in jail was there, and I met yeah. her. And it was, uh, 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 it almost made me cry what's, what's going on. It's, uh, it's coming right in your face, what's happening. Yeah, and she's not the only mother that has a son sitting in jail. No. You know, without even having a trial. It's, it's, it's insane. And... There's somebody at some point in one of these buildings or more yeah. that, that could put put ideas forward that would fix these things, but it's not happening. And it's uh, it's actually kind of frustrating. I guess so, yeah. But, okay, Chris, let's go back in time. And you told me there were a lot of demonstrations going on during the COVID period. Yeah, right, in, right up here. I know a lot of Dutch people want to know about how that period felt at that moment. So can you... Can you how was it? How, how was it built up? People came in here to rally for freedom. 
So it, it was pretty interesting. So where we're sitting right now, um, you would be able to look over here and you would see a fellow by the name of the Angry Albert. Okay. And early on in the pandemic, uh, he was really supportive of the Wissastop Cafe. Yeah. He did some podcasts talking about, hey, like, what is this guy going to do? And it was actually, he put a flame uh, filter on. Okay. And he said, what does this guy have to do? Does he have to light himself on fire to get the government to listen? Like, what's going on? And he did a really good podcast explaining how the government doesn't listen to us. Mm -hmm. um, but, of course, after I had to fundraise to keep my restaurant, when AHS was uh, telling the, the owner to kick me out, right. um, he... He just assumed that it was all done for, for money and turned against me quickly. But, you know, I knew that would happen anytime there's money involved in anything. People, they'll make assumptions or whatever. So anyway, the Angry Albertan, we made yeah. a hamburger named after him at one point. It was oh. a really good burger, but very spicy. It was very angry. And also it uh, kicked your ass literally on the hill. <laughs> so right over here, do you want to uh, just show right over here? Uh, kind of where that little emergency stand is. Uh, Josh, the angry old Burton, would set up a PA system and a microphone, and he would have people come and share stories about what was uh, how they were being affected by the mandate. Yeah, he had other friends join him and speak. And then down here, yeah. in this pla uh, little plaza here, there was another group, uh, you know, more like the, the freedom folks, and they would meet there and have speakers as well. And one of the interesting things that happened was there was like a, a power struggle between the two. They'd try and outdo each other and they there was friction they couldn't they just couldn't get over some differences they had and it was uh instead of being together and working towards ending the mandates or yeah. fixing the government they were busy yelling and making fun of each other and it was it didn't work out i guess it, it didn't you know they both still accomplished things yeah okay but i i wonder how much more could have been accomplished if the 10 percent of stuff they didn't agree on was just put on the back burner and they worked on the 90%. What what would the world look like today? And I guess you can you can ask that about lots of different things, mm -hmm. uh, myself included. But uh, hindsight apparently is 2020. And can you tell me about about uh, uh, government and police involvement? How was it? Was it like like I saw uh, footage of police trampling people? Were they here as well, or they were holding holding their back? Can no, we didn't. I don't recall ever having any altercations or issues what what i don't know what you say oh are you making kisses to him no <laughs> I, I don't recall there being any the camp out oh they yes actually pardon me yeah. there was a time when this entire not down there uh, that park that we saw, I told you down yeah, where the yeah. amphitheater was. Yeah, yeah. So a group of people actually occupied that area. Okay. And they said they weren't leaving until the mandates were ended. Whoa. And they were there about 30 days, and eventually the long arm of the law just came and this removed thing. them. Right. And that was one of those situations where they were saying, we have a legal right to this because of this document or this or yeah. we're sovereign or whatever. I don't know exactly how it went. And, and there was some truth to it. But the problem was the people in these buildings and the people with the guns and the jails don't agree. Mm -hmm. So they just go in there and they remove them. And they but, took everything down and they threw a couple people in jail. Was it but I, I think I'm asking, was it peaceful? It was peaceful okay, for okay. the most part. I think okay. 
maybe there was some roughing up and yeah, that's, or whatever. But putting all the people in the line, there's always still there, like, there, there always is. But I don't recall any stories about people getting, you know, trampled with horses like right. we saw in all Ottawa right. at the truckers' Cup. I didn't see it. I wasn't there, but we saw it on all videos. Right. So th th these were, uh, the police were pretty supportive. And I showed up here once. I believe I was still under bail conditions. I had just been arrested. And I was fresh out of jail. And I came up here. And I can't recall what the situation was. But I don't think I was supposed to be at a rally. So I was trying to stay around outside. Stay away from it. So I didn't breach my bail conditions. Mm -hmm. I ended up in the middle of it, of course. Because that's how it, happened, how it happens. But then uh, I saw some police looking at me. And I thought, okay, let's get this over with. I just went up to them. I said, hey, man, thanks for being here. Thanks for your service. And well, actually, we mean, we mean it because we're supportive of the police. Absolutely, yeah. and and you know what happened? Yeah, we got a selfie together because nice. he knew who I was. Nice. And yeah, so I was respect paying respect to both. Absolutely, I, I didn't I didn't go to jail, and I don't think anybody did. But you know, people forgot that uh, the police and the people that were put in a situation where they had to do these things, yeah, are humans. Their mothers, their fathers, their you know their sons, their daughters. They're no, they're no different than us, except for they're in a position where they have to do things they don't want to do. Yeah. And yeah, of course, when it, when there's a line that's going to be crossed, you can say no yeah. and suffer the consequences, or you don't. Maybe you don't think that the line is there, and so you're okay with doing these things, like what they did to people in Ottawa, the horrible things, yeah. things that actually they kind of they put a stain on this country. You know what I mean? Like the the world watched Canadian. Uh, Police. Oh look, squirrel. <laughs> I love painting, Chris. Yeah. The world watched Canadian police. Yeah. Smash Canadians with their rifles, uh, trample them with horses. Uh, like they they rounded people up. They put them in vans, and they dropped them off on the edge of Ottawa when it was minus like a lot, cold, mm -hmm. without warm stuff. Like it was it, it was something that you would not believe could occur in Canada had it not been for the last few years. So, so that woke up a lot of people. Chris, I, uh, um, if I'm looking, I see an English flag, I see the Alberta flag, and I'm not seeing again the Alberta flag. How is the involvement still going on? Because the, the English royals are still have something to do in. Yeah, so we're a constitutional monarchy. I think it's Holland as well. We're a monarchy. Okay. And I do need to point out, just for the record, mine's bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. Way bigger. So what uh, do you think uh, on the end? What do you think that needs to be changed? Or uh, Because we're in the, in the center where politics is, is, is made. The games are here. What's the simplest answer for changing stuff right now? Before I answer that, yeah. I'm going to touch a little bit more on the constitutional monarchy thing. Okay. So in the province, we have uh, a position called the lieutenant governor. Mm -hmm. And the lieutenant governor, when we pass laws here, we send the laws to them and they sign off on it as the representative of the crown. Yeah. Right now would be the king. Uh, yeah. In Canada, we have the governor general yeah. who signs laws on, on behalf of the, the king. So our government, uh, in particular, Premier Daniel Smith, she put forward the idea of a bill, a law called the, Al uh, uh, the uh, oh my goodness, Alberta, the Alberta Sovereignty Act. Okay. And it, it, in the nuts and bolts of it were 
that Alberta is not going to enforce or participate in any federal rules mm -hmm. that violate our constitutional rights yeah or that are not to the benefit of the province so if, if trudeau says hey you can't produce oil anymore we're gonna say because sorry sir but we're gonna produce our oil right it's not our benefit for, so, for, but, for everybody who's watching this in, in in this province is a lot of oil and gas in the national resource we have huge resources because i didn't know that i thought that was something for saudi arabia no no we have uh I believe we're the third largest reserve in the world. The last time I, I looked at the stats, I believe we have something like at current use yeah. about a thousand years of natural gas here yeah. and well over 500 years, if not more of oil at so, our current substance. So we have, we literally have enough oil to service our needs yeah. for free yeah. and, and sell our resource to the rest of the world. So there's, we have, we have a lot here. So anyway, yeah. um, that's what the Sovereignty Act says, is that we're not, we're going to stand firm on all of the constitutional rights that we have. Yeah. And in Canada, because we're a confederation, we are against the idea of a federation, mm -hmm. but we want to be a cooperative and work together. Okay. So all of the provinces maintain sovereign jurisdiction mm -hmm. in all sorts of areas, resource extraction and development, healthcare, education, um, uh, taxation, pension plans, amongst other things mm -hmm. so if the federal government comes in and says okay well we're gonna interfere on in this we say no you're not the constitution yeah. says no we're not going to do it we're yeah. going to protect alberta so we're going to protect what we're supposed to you have. have to be active in politics and stand up for it you do in involved here's the punchline okay while the premier was talking about the sovereignty act yeah the news was going crazy saying oh if this bill passes all the business is going to leave alberta alberta is going to crumble it's going to decimate the economy a bunch of fear bullshit propaganda mm -hmm. The, the lieutenant governor said, if this gets passed, I'm not signing it. Can you imagine? Um, the people of Alberta elect a government, choose a leader, they propose law to our benefit, yeah. and one person representing the Crown says no. That's not democracy. But it could, it could happen in this country, in this province, but it didn't. Which is one of the reasons why I believe Alberta needs to stand on their own. So, to answer your question, what can we do? The first thing that we should be doing is getting involved and paying attention. If we don't know what's going on, we don't know what the problems are, how the hell are we ever going to find solutions? Mm -hmm. We have to start paying attention to when there's a, a, a town council meeting or a constituency association meeting. We have to go there. We have to uh, let them know what we want. Mm -hmm. We have to demand that they give us answers about the laws they're passing. So how can people look that up? Is there a website for it or newsletter where they can write in? That's or how good, does it work? That's a really good question. So any anything to do with our local provincial politics? Yeah. Um, if you just Google who your MLA is, your ML your MLA will have an office in your constituency. You can go to that office and get all the information about those things that you want. And it go that goes with your town council as well. So you go to your town your town office mm -hmm. and you ask when are council meetings how do i find out where do i go on the website how, how do i go to these things and you do it of course voting matters but more importantly than than voting is is being involved and and letting the government know what we want to see for law while they're in power otherwise they just do whatever they want they virtue signal and they get they every squirrel they see every every shiny new cause uh, that outside organizations tell us is important, yeah. the government gets behind us. And the people who aren't involved in politics, then they're like, what do you, what do you mean we're going to 
charge for what do you mean a carbon tax? Why are we paying yeah. a carbon tax? So they're getting twice in the mail and then they have to pay for it and then they instead of breaking up that yeah. moment ahead. Yeah. I'm trying to do that in Holland. I try to do uh, at least once a month within our um, uh, town hall to join meetings just to watch uh, democratically elected local people have their saying and just be there attending them, listening to them. And, and I, they know you're listening and they I, know you're watching. And I, yeah, exactly. They know my name now, nowadays. Yeah. Even if, if, if people are going to the website of, of our uh, uh, local uh, 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 town hall, I'm in the background of the pictures. So I'm, I'm quite often with that. But I think, it, I think it's fun. And sometimes uh, I can give people compliments. And, I've, and when I've got, uh, I have questions, I can pull, uh, pull the arm and I say, How, why are you doing this? Let me ask you something. Yeah. Go back five years. Yeah. Did you ever think anyone in your government would know your name? No. Me neither. And I, I would wager, well, a dollar because I don't have much money. Okay. But I would bet a dollar that most of our MLAs know my name now. Yeah. And it's not because I'm important. It's not because I'm special or smart or whatever. It's because I was loud. Yeah. And, and people were loud with me. And we, we created such a ruckus in this province that all of a sudden the politicians were forced to pay attention to us. And I think that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I think that's, that's one of the aims, get involved and we're getting involved. So I, uh, and, uh, uh, I think where the last couple of years we hit our head that bad that we had to do it. I, I'm, I was standing up for it. And uh, it makes it made me awake that uh, things that I personally get involved by paying taxes, for example, and then that's how I, I, I was getting, for example, involved. And I think it's necessary and uh, uh, made uh, people in politics think twice about signing off new laws and regulations. That's exactly what has to happen. Our politicians have to know that we're watching and if they don't do what we want to see happen that's the way democracy democracy is supposed to work if they don't do that that we're going to be there and we're we're gonna we're gonna make them resign we made our premier resign nice premier jason kenny arguably because he did a bad job not sure how to answer that huh i don't like jason kenny i find he was I never liked him, but I will say that he was a very good politician. He was very good at what he does. Yeah, but, but yeah, he was in a position where he could have either listened to the people of Alberta and been the champion of Alberta or gone the path that he did. He told he made a bad choice and he, he paid the price for it. I he think. did, and it and it wasn't even the policy so much as things like he literally went on TV on lives yeah. and he said, "This is a problem of the unvaccinated." I, he made the vaccinated hate the unvaccinated. You sounded you when you're saying it, it sounds nice, but I'm 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 harder in that. If people are doing that, they're not on my side. It, it's supposed to be free choice. It is, and I, I, I don't think he was on my side. No, but he's, he, well, I think, and I may answer it because I'm not in, in this, uh, people did it in Holland as well, 
And I think that's more like people putting people in boxes and cages. Yep. And I think that's on. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. When you're doing it, it's not the way how I see politics should be. See, and the, the thing with Jason Kenney, uh, I've talked to a lot of people and tried to get this question answered. Why would a very good politician like Jason Kenney do the things he did knowing what the outcome would be? And I know the answer now. I know why he did those things. And I've been very cautious to share that information. Mm. But I think I'm probably going to fairly soon. So it's like so, sometimes we have a little bit more information that other people may not have. And it forces us to rethink our opinions on certain things. It's a responsibility as well. Yeah, but, uh, uh, um, sometimes like the faith and trust that we had in our poli uh, political people, I think there are a lot of people putting faith in you because uh, uh, to stand up and uh, speak up, uh, it's not only to protect your own business, but you attended uh, um, the trucker convoy and now you're uh, taking an extra step and you're the, uh, the CEO of the uh, ATP. So the Alberta Prosperity Project. So you're taking an extra step because you thought it was necessary. Well, I found myself not working enough, so I figured I'd take on more hours. <laughs> so I, uh, I think you're. Uh, uh, that's why I think you're getting a lot of support as well because people are having faith, and it doesn't always mean that you have to put everything on the street. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, I think. It's the same thing when, papa, when your father and mother are having a fight, your children don't have to be with it. So that's more, I think that's more the, the thing. Well, you know, I appreciate you saying those things. No pressure or anything now. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, I, I, will, I will say this. Like you, you mentioned that we lost faith in our politicians. Yeah. And the things that I've learned and what I've come to realize is that this what happened to us here in Canada was less about what the politicians wanted to do and more about us failing to do our job in democracy and exchanging our freedom and prosperity for the illusion of safety. Mm. And now that I've kind of hinted towards this stuff, I'm going to have to maybe talk about it. Oh. Uh, although it's, I don't, I don't really want to, but, uh, yeah, this, this isn't so much the politicians as much as... The politicians are very few. Yeah, We're a huge group. And to say that that small group of people, it's like cattle. To say one or ten cowboys can control 5,000 cattle. If only the cattle would do something, yeah. those, the, 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 the ranch hands have no chance. And it's the same in politics. So as, as the people, we dropped the ball. We didn't stay involved enough. And these things happen. So to change that, the first thing we have to do is recognize that, yes, this is what happened. Yeah. I'm 43 years old. My whole voting life, I haven't really paid attention. I've maybe voted conservative because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. But I never went to a state meeting, never went to a council meeting. And that's my fault. That's mm. on me. So if, if we acknowledge it, we can change it. A squirrel. There's actually a squirrel. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. That's hard when there's squirrels. <laughs> Animal lover. So, what are the plans for the future? DQ. 
DQ. Come on. <laughs> well, I think uh, in the very short term, we're going to go have maybe a bite to eat and uh, uh, maybe a cocktail with oh. Dr. Dennis Modry and his beautiful wife, Lana. And after that, I don't know, maybe we'll take a tour and check out a little bit more of Edmonton. What do you folks think? Should we check out more of Edmonton? Are they answering already? Can they even hear us? I can't see comments. Could they hear us this whole time? They I have no idea. You told me not to touch the screen. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. And in the long term, for me, get involved. get involved. And for me, my job now is to do everything I can to educate Albertans as to what the problem is, how we can fix it, and how we get there, and what happens after and if you want to know more about that, check out www.albertaprosperityproject.com. Uh, all the information is there. And if you're yelling at your screen saying, what about the military and currency? The answer is there. Uh, an independent Alberta, or at the very least, a referendum on independence forcing negotiations with the federal government would fix most of the things that are wrong in Alberta right now. Uh, but that is definitely another live stream for another day. Cool. So what do you think? I think I need to say something. I was supposed to leave on the 5th of July. Yeah. So, um, but I'm still, I'm still here. So, uh, somebody was kind enough to pay me an extra ticket to stay longer. Yeah, can, can I say your name? Deborah will. Thank you so much. And I'm staying until the 17th. So if you're in the neighborhood of the Whistle Stop Cafe, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm still here to give you a hug. And uh, uh, maybe you should uh, come over and have some lovely dinner because your food is really great, Chris. Thank you very much. And I've had the pleasure of having Jasper cook for me in his home in Holland. So we've been talking about doing a guest chef night at the Whistle Stop Cafe. And we're going to hopefully iron that out and pick a date. Uh, today and post it as soon as possible so that's going to be absolutely fantastic we actually spoke about uh, what kind of stuff i'm going to cook and we're getting hungry yeah so if you're interested keep on uh, uh watching the whistle stop cafe post and uh you'll be updated all right well we're gonna probably go for supper now so uh i need to drink something yeah me too okay we're gonna sign off have a great night everybody maybe we'll be back later on tonight thank you for watching <laughs>